What's going on, everyone? We're back here with episode nine of the baseline. Unfortunately, Cam can't join us today, but we got me, Eddie Montanez, and we got my colleague Zach Zabonchik. Uh Today, we're going to start off talking about the World Baseball Classic and who we think is going to win and what teams do we think are going to dominate. Uh, honestly, I think you just got to put it out there that that Dominican team is honestly probably the most disgusting team I've ever seen ever in the World Baseball Classic. That's just insane. Julio Rodriguez batting ninth is actually gross, like disgusting. Yeah, I saw Dominican. I was looking at the Dominican lineup from a couple weeks ago. I mean, you have everyone on there. J-Rod, Juan Soto, Vladdy Jr., Machado, Devers, Teoscar, Cattell, Pena, Sanchez. I mean, that's. Those are all really good players, and I think it's going to be tough for anybody to touch them this year. Yeah, I definitely think that's going to be real hard for anyone to really compete with them. I know Team Puerto Rico is really good, and so is Team USA, but a lot of people from both Team USA, not a bunch of people, but some people dropped. Like, I know Clay Kershaw dropped. I know Court Nestor dropped because of his yeah. online book, because of, like, an injury, I believe. I know yeah. Correa dropped. Like, I know a bunch of – teams a bunch of uh people from different teams have dropped and really no one from that Dominican team dropped so I really see them just taking this with ease like I don't see like in Italy putting up a chance like I don't see any of those teams really like scoring even three runs in a game against them honestly unless it's like team Puerto Rico or USA because that Dominican team is actually just gross I mean you look at team USA I mean lineup wise they look really good but then you look at uh, was Puerto Rico's pitchers. I don't know if you took a look at them. That's – I think they might they might uh, give Dominican a run for money just pitching-wise. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you got to think that – the rotations are also a big part of it too. Like, I'm pretty uh, – Alcantara is on Team Puerto Rico, right? Or is he on the Dominican team? Um, You have it up by chance. I just have – Puerto Rico pitchers, I don't, yeah, he's not on here. Right, he so yeah, on yeah, he's on the Dominican team, but like, dude, could you name some of the pitchers on the Puerto Rican team? Like, that are there? Uh, let's like, see, Puerto Rico pitchers, we got Jose Barrios, Jose De Leon, Edwin Diaz, Jorge Lopez, Giovanni Moran, Emilio Pagan, uh, Marcus Stroman, Dwayne Underwood Jr. I mean, don't. Those are some good arms. I mean, not not saying they're top arms in the league oh, no. for for the MLB, but I mean, for a World Baseball Classic, yeah, World definitely. Baseball Classic, those are good arms. But I'm seeing that Dominican has Framber Valdez. I know they have Altar. You know, players playing it. Like that yeah. team rotation, even from top to bottom, dude. Like their bench is gonna be stacked. Their bullpen gonna be gross. Like a Clause coming out of that bullpen with Framber, and like, dude, it's so it's just. It's just insane how good that team is going to be. It's going to be this, fun. This might be part. this might be a fun year, maybe the best year in baseball classic history with pitching wise. I mean, I think it might be one of the best coming years. in. It might be yeah, one of the best years in baseball in general. Like honestly, with this World Baseball Classic, we have a bunch of good teams. We have like Team USA with a bunch of good people with like Alonso, Goldschmidt, Aaron Otto. You got uh, Team Puerto Rico with like Lindor. Uh, Edwin Diaz, obviously, you got to end the Dominican team, obviously, with Julio Rodriguez batting ninth. You have Framber Valdez, you have Manuel Clase. Like, that team's literally just so disgusting. But, like, I really do think this World Baseball Classic is going to be so fun to watch. 
I think Japan's going to have good a good team this year too because I mean they have Lars Nupar, Shohei, who is it? Matsu. Guy, I'm not, I'm going to butcher it. I know the, I know the guy from uh, the Red Sox is playing Yoshida. Yeah, so Suzuki, Lars Nupar, yeah, Shohei. And Koda Koda is saying I ain't playing this year. Yeah. I know that he dropped. But like, dude, those guys from Japan, they want it. Like they like, dude, I like I talked uh, to Luke and uh my buddy Dauber. I'm sure you remember Dauber is who Dauber is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about like like the international players, and it's like so crazy. Like obviously, like over there, like like Sanga and like Shohei, they obviously tore it up over like their and Shohei came here and is one of the best players, if not the best player in the whole league. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's crazy how much talent they have over there, dude, that none of us know and none of us see. I mean, I saw a video on TikTok the other day of a guy guy hit a home run. I don't, I, I'm not going to try to remember the name, but um, it was like a moonshot, like probably one of the hardest hit baseballs I've ever seen. And I, I mean, there's guys over there that are doing that on a regular that nobody's talking about. I mean, Japan yeah. definitely has a good baseball, you know, organization over there with a lot of really talented players. Like I know a lot of guys that played in Japan. Like I know Joe Adele uh, from the Angels is from Japan. Uh, like he played in Japan. But uh, like a bunch, yeah. There's a bunch of guys, and I love their bat flips, dude. Like you, you can't do that in the MLB, dude. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a home in Japan, that pitcher's no. Like you can't do that. So like you, I got, I love that too. Like I just love the, the whole culture thing for baseball. They're like, they know like it's very competitive, so like they don't care. Like if they hit a home run, they're showing that pitcher that they hit a home run, and like the pitcher can't say anything because the pitcher knows like that's how it is over there. Like I don't, I never honestly, I never really seen uh, any like brawls happen in Japan. Like I, I've never seen a guy hit a nuke five hundred feet, bat flip, and then the pitcher get pissed and. Like say so. so like I definitely like I definitely think it's like there's so many people there like could definitely ball out in MLB like there's mm-hmm. so many I guarantee that there's like maybe not pitching wise because pitching in a lot I I think pitching in Japan is definitely uh easier than in the MLB like I'm not like I don't know if Sega's gonna come in and uh, destroy like Shohei yeah. does because Shohei's just a different breed but yeah that's a whole other aspect. Yeah. That's like he's created in a lot. Like he's just crazy. But like, yeah, there's yeah. so many people that like could I think make a case to be in the MLB, but it's just so hard because there's so many of them, and because I think they could because they could only get signed through international free agency. I'm pretty sure, right? I think so. Yeah. So like that's also hard for them too. So like, I just think like I wish like. Uh, like how we have code, like how we have, how we're gonna be able to see Kodai saying a pitch, and how we're gonna see uh the guy from the Red Sox. I can't really pronounce his name, and how we got to see Shohei much in the MLB. Like I feel like uh it shouldn't just be the international free agency. Like they should have a chance every year. Like if they could ball, they can play in the in the United States. So yeah, it's it seems like when they when they're bringing players from Japan over here, they they gotta be like the best of the best over there. I mean, obviously that's in every league, but I mean, you look at, you know, Kodai Senga, he tore it up over there for a while. You have Shohei Otani, like we said, just a whole other breed. I mean, you you see some of the guys come over from Japan. They are really good baseball players, but the work it takes them to get them over here, you're not really going to do that on, you know, all right, half decent players. I mean, you're going to want to get the top, top players in the league over there. 
Oh yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with that. But uh, like I definitely I definitely understand what you're saying about the top players. Like I definitely know. Like there's def definitely all of them can't come over here and compete in the MLB. Hell no. Yeah. But like, there's definitely like maybe like a five percent of them that could come out here and make a statement in the MLB. I'm, like, I think like, like yeah. Co- there's definitely there's definitely other pitchers besides Kodai Sanga that could come out of Japan and be good. Yeah, if I you, mean you, like, I you seen videos that have like some of them guys pitching like their windups. I think would throw a lot of people yeah. off over here too. Like that, yeah, like Chris Sale. Like I know a lot of people have uh trouble facing Chris Sale because of his windup. And like a lot of people have problems facing Cueto and guys like Nestor Cortez because they have they like uh, make, slow yeah yeah they just like messing with the batters and like I think that like I like I don't know I just don't like international free agency honestly like even go yeah. like even though we were just talking about the World Base Classic like there's a bunch of guys like we get to see play for Japan and like let's say China that are, are pretty damn good. That I think that they could compete with players in the majors, but yeah, absolutely, yeah. But how about Manny asking for all that money? Uh, that's that was about one of the dumbest things I've seen come out of this entire free agency offseason. Four hundred mil for ten years. He wants. He wants forty million dollars a year. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve like a decent high contract, but forty million a year, I. I don't see him getting that. Yeah, I, really I don't, don't see him getting the amount of money judges getting. Like, don't get me wrong, Manny Machado is one of the best third basemen in the whole MLB, mm-hmm. and any team would love to have him. But for forty million a year, that is crazy. Like, like I could understand why Judge got it. Like that he's young, he's still young. The guy just came off one of the greatest seasons I've ever seen. Like that guy mm-hmm. deserves forty million a year, and the Yankees know that they could. They, they like they have him for life. Like he's gonna retire Yankee. Yeah. Like I saw that they even have him playing first base. So like I'm sure like over the years when his legs start to like, uh, like he starts getting older. Obviously with age, like the legs get slower. Blah blah blah. So I definitely think he's gonna be playing first at some point in his career. But like, yeah. Not like with uh, with uh, with Manny, like forty million a year. Dude. Like, come on now. He's how I don't think he's that old, but like he's definitely up there. He's early thirties, maybe. Yeah. yeah, like he's definitely he's definitely ten years is like a big risk on that. Yeah, I mean you're asking for a ten year contract and you're 32, 33. That's that's pushing it to earn forty million dollars forty million dollars yeah. a year as a forty three year old baseball player, forty year old baseball player. Like you're not gonna be as as athletic as you are now. Yeah. It's like the same thing that happened eight, ten years from now. Yeah. It's like the same thing that happened with uh justice. Like not well, I'm not the same thing, but like it's like if it were to happen with justice, like David Justice, the Yankees were paying half of his contract when he went to play another. Like when you get older mm-hmm. with age, they're not gonna want him. Like he, and I'm pretty sure like he knows that, so he wants to get like he knows he he knows he's Manny Machado. Like teams are gonna want Manny Machado and teams are willing yeah. to pay. Like he's like he saw Chris Bryant get how much in Colorado and what what is what did Chris Bryant do last year? No, not a damn thing. Colorado so, also had some money to spend though. They weren't really paying almost anybody anything. Well, so. yeah, I understand that, but like, I don't think Manny Machado is gonna get what he wants. He's gonna definitely have to just 
like see what his options are and get take the best option if he wants to just worry about money. I know that uh, Steve Cohen is gonna go after him. Like I'm sure we yeah. all know this. No one, like we all know this is gonna happen. So like I'm sure Cohen's gonna be an idiot and try giving him the 400 million he wants, which I'm gonna be pissed about. Even though he's gonna like if you like even if he's gonna be a Met, that's still stupid. Like 10 years, 400 million, 400 million is absolutely stupid for him. Even I mean, I could, though, see, I could see him though, getting something around like what Korea was going to get with either the Giants or the Mets, like six, seven year, maybe 300 mil, high two, 200s. I could see that being a realistic option for him. Yeah, definitely. I could see like what you said, six, seven years for like two, 250, like what Korea got. Mm. But like 10 years for 400 million, he wants it. He wants what. What I'm going to call it is he wants an Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani offer. Because, honestly, the only two players in the league that I see deserving more than $400 million on a contract is Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani. Yeah. And I know, like, how many years ago when Mike Trout got his big contract from the the Angels. I mean, that was – wasn't it the biggest contract in MLB history at that point or – He's another guy that if he would stay healthy, I mean, he definitely would deserve 400 plus. Yeah. But you, you don't want to spend that much money on him, get a contract that much if he's hurt all the time. Yeah. And like, well, you go, going back to what you said about him not getting, like him getting hurt and all. If the guy was never getting hurt, like, I already see him as the greatest baseball player to step foot on a baseball field. But if that guy were to never get hurt, like, if, let's say if uh, Mike Trout had the long, like, the, the health like Cal Ripken. Like Cal Ripken missed three games his whole career. Mm-hmm. If Mike Chow were to miss three games his whole career, it'd be disgusting. Like we would be witnessing greatness. Absolute yeah. greatness. And it, it's it really is a shame to see his career just you know get hurt like that. Not not trying to make a joke about that, but uh yeah. he uh yeah, I mean that's like you said, he's one of the best baseball players, if not the best baseball player to come out of this era. And it's it's tough to see someone like that be sidelined, you know injured all the time because i mean what 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 could have come if he played you know 160 100 at least 100 games a year yeah i definitely see i definitely know <coughs> sorry where you're coming what, you, what you're saying about that like how trout he doesn't play many games during his like his season like it's only so much that him and shohei could have done the past few years but like this year coming up like i think that even if trout were to uh, miss a couple, uh, uh, miss a part of the season. Like I really do think this team could help hold it together. Like we, like you and I have said in uh, multiple podcasts before. Like this team this year, like they actually did do some stuff in the uh, off season that really helped them out. They got Gio Urshela. They signed mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro. They have they got uh, Tyler Anderson from the Dodgers. They got a, they got good pitching. They got decent pitching now. And dude, their lineup honestly isn't bad. Like they're. In my opinion, they have a top 10 outfield in the MLB. Renfro, Ward, and Michael Trout are all pretty good outfielders, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that this team, uh, without Trout, could uh, hold it together, especially with Shohei. Like, Shohei is the backbone of this team. So I definitely mm-hmm. do think that Shohei and Shohei Trout, and if Trout were to miss some part of the year, I think this team is going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the Angels do have a really solid team coming into this year. If you can keep Trout from getting injured and you keep Rendell from getting injured, 
or keep both of them guys healthy, I I really do think they have a good chance at having a pretty good season. Because I mean, they they have everything there. Like you said, they have Tyler Ward, they have Hunter Renfro, they have Shohei Trout. You know, they they have the players to do it. Just injuries, you know, little little stuff like that holding them back of what's been killing them the past few years. Uh, going back to Manny Machado, we were t- I was saying how uh, any team, not any team, but most teams in the MLB are going to be like, all right, that's Manny Machado. We want him. Like, we, we know that this guy could come in and help us. Do you, do you have any teams that, like, could, re- like, really use him? Like, any t- – because I see a lot of teams, dude, like, I see a lot of teams going, Yankees, bro. Like, I, like Donaldson, like, I know Donaldson, I- but – yeah, I mean, I as much as I want to say the Yankees, as much as I want to say the Yankees, just because I can't stand Josh Donaldson anymore, I I would be surprised if the Yankees would go after him. I I hope they do. I hope they would get him. But I mean, that's really going to take a hit on salary if they do get him, because of course he's going to want a ton of money, and we're not one hundred percent sure what he's going to do, how he's going to play. I mean, he's coming across the country playing in a whole other, you know area of baseball it's, it's a whole other breed on the east coast but i mean i don't really know where else he would like be able to go because i mean i know a lot of teams got you know shortstop second third baseman and free agency this year so i mean i'm not sure to who else would need him yeah i saw a lot of things about the yankees like a lot of people commenting going yeah the yankees need a third baseman donaldson's getting old and like I agree that like the like him on the Yankees would be scary. Him and Judge yeah. would be disgusting. Like that'd be gross. But uh, let's see. Like I'm trying to think what other teams like. I obviously the Mets could use him, but like I don't really think like that'd be the smartest thing to do, especially since he's asking for that much money, and since we have Vientos and Beatty coming up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's asking for that much money and how much you guys spent this past free agency. I mean, I think that would really kill the payroll for the Mets this year or whenever he would come. Yeah, I think it's really hard, like, right now to really, like, put a – make a guess on who he's going to go to because, like, we – we, so we early in the discussions. Like, they, the Padres could kill him and he could just take a – like, he could want less money and stay with the Padres. So, like, it's honestly kind of really hard to tell. Like, I know that the Mets and Yankees are, like, many people are trying to say that that's those are two that those are two teams that are possibilities of him going to because, obviously, the Yankees need a third baseman because Josh Donaldson is getting up there in age and because the Mets don't have a set third baseman as of right now. So, like, I definitely think that those are definitely two big possibilities. I see people saying they could go back to Baltimore, which I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, but, like like I said before about him coming to the East Coast, I I know he played for the Orioles back early in his career, but how how much has the East Coast, you know, the Yankees, you know, at least the AL East, from what I what I know the most about, um, how much is how much has that changed since he left? I mean, it's it's a whole nother. How dominant is the AL East since he left? It's it's a whole nother you know division. Um, let's talk about, uh, the projected standings. I see that the, uh, Met, the Mets are projected to take the NLEs and the Yankees are projected to take the ALEs. So I definitely think that's good for both of us for, to see, because I definitely think that that, 
those are definitely two big possibilities on obviously because I definitely think that both of the team of our teams are top five teams in the whole MLB so yeah I mean it's I'm not surprised to see the Mets and the Yankees you know being projected to win but I mean it's it's tough it's tough honestly, to see who all I mean they I know they have the Dodgers projected yeah they have the Dodgers yeah I, they, I really don't know about that. Yeah, that's – yeah, I don't know. They have the Cubs 77 and 85, which I honestly think the Cubs are going to have a decent year. Like, I yeah. like I honestly agree with what you have been saying. Like, I think the Cubs are going to come out and be pretty good. Like, their lineup is decent. Just got to be – they're going to have a good middle of the field with him and Nico Horner. Like, I definitely think the Cubs are going to come out and do their thing. They also have the Orioles finishing 74 and 88. Yeah. I I think they might finish better than the Red Sox do this year. Just just in the AL East opinion. I mean, the Orioles, like I said previous episodes, like they have a young, they have young talent coming up, and they have really solid players coming up. And I think that's really gonna make a difference in you know their lineup and their rotations and their bullpen. I mean, they're I think they're really gonna make a change. I mean, Red Sox didn't do a ton in, the, in this offseason, so I don't know how much they're going to improve. I see that they have uh, also the Rangers at 78 and 84. Like, I definitely think that the Rangers improved a whole lot this offseason. Like, obviously signing the Grom. Like, I see that he hasn't yeah, been. Yeah, the, Grom, the Grom's hurt again. Yeah, like, he hasn't been working out much in spring training, and, like, he hasn't been throwing. But, like, it's spring training. Like, maybe they're doing this to, like, like, like they're they they they're obviously gonna want to see him throw a little bit in spring training, but like if you don't like you know it's the ground like you know the yeah. guys gonna still go out you already there know what he's capable of yeah you already know what the guys like could do so like I definitely think their rotation got a lot better too uh so I I I don't see them being I mean actually in the AO West now that I'm looking at it that's a, that's gonna be a real hard division this year. Just for the long fact that the Mariners and the Angels, I think, are going to go neck and neck for the second spot because I think the Astros are going to take number one. Yeah, I mean, the Astros, I think, are a given number one for the AL West. I mean, I I do like the projecting the Angels to finish second, giving them a little bit more hope to do better this year. But the Mariners also have a, a really solid lineup as well. I think, like you said, I think they're going to go neck and neck all year for number two in the AL West. Yeah, I definitely think they could be neck and neck. Uh, I see the, the, that the Giants are going to just finish third, 81 and 81. Like, I don't think the Giants are going to do anything much. I saw that. Uh, dude, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's there's actually Korea on the Giants. And, like, on on, Insta- on Instagram today, like, they posted, like, all the teams coming out with their jerseys and stuff, and they posted the Korea guy from the Giants as the MLB. And everyone's like, that's just crazy that they did that. But going back to, like, the Giants, like, I don't really see them doing anything. Like, I don't really see the NL West being that hard. Like, I don't see any – the only two teams in the NL West that I see being a challenge at all is Dodgers and Padres. And then everyone else is just going to be literally a cakewalk. Yeah, I mean, obviously you got to put the Dodgers number one in the NL West just because of – how dominant they usually are. Even when they don't have, you know, the greatest lineup like they've had, I mean, they're still going to be a number one, number two team every year. Yeah. Like, I definitely uh, like all these projections. Like, I like the NL East. Like, the NL East, 
is one of the hardest divisions in baseball. I'm sure everyone can say, like, I like the Mets being one, obviously, but, like, I do think the Braves would take that one spot. Like, I don't – in all honesty, like, I don't see uh, the Marlins or the Nationals doing anything. It's going to be four and five the whole year, I think. And then mm-hmm. the Phillies, like, that one through three, like, all three teams in the NL East are pretty good. Like, one – if you look at it, like, the Mets – Arguably one of the arguably the best one of the best teams in baseball. Braves are projected to win. Are projected uh ninety. They're projected the most wins in uh baseball on like betting uh apps. So like obviously they're projected mm-hmm. good as well. And then the Phillies with the addition rate turn like their lineup good. So like it's gonna be really fun to watch and like it's gonna be real stressful for us too. I'm pretty sure because like. Every team, I feel like all teams this offseason have gotten not all teams, but like many teams have gotten better throughout this offseason. Yeah, like I, I mean, a lot of teams definitely made some really good moves, picked up solid players for them. I mean, I think the season's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, I definitely think that we're in store for probably one of the best seasons in baseball, especially since all the rule changes. Like I don't know if you saw the bags, but the like they they're literal pizza boxes, dude. Alex Cora called them pizza boxes. They're actually massive. Yeah. Well, speaking of the rule changes, did you did you read anything else into the the pitch clock and whatnot? No, I saw that the the pitch clock. I saw that the pitch clock is like how like twenty seconds, I think. Yeah, so base is empty, you get 15 seconds. Runners on, you get 20. And then between hitters, you get 30 seconds. That's crazy. But they were saying, like, the violations for um for a pitcher violation, it's an automatic ball. And for a batter violation, it's an automatic strike. So you think, I think that might play factors into a lot of at-bats this year. And a lot, a lot of people probably won't be happy with, with that. Oh, yeah, you could only call it, yeah. I saw that too. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's gonna be really weird. Like, well, like, yeah, I definitely think batters are gonna get pissed off about that. Cause, like, I feel like when you, when you're, when you want, like, if you, you, you're supposed to be granted time. Like, you need to get yeah. set in the box. Like, you need to be set. Like, you gotta get ready to hit the ball. So, I definitely think that they should be granted time. I definitely don't think that batters can take advantage of it like they like usually do. Like stepping out of the box like three, four times in that bat, which is kind of stupid in my opinion. But, like, definitely, like, if they want time once, twice. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you should be able to get one or two timeouts, maybe just one per at bat. I mean, I know some people, they call time to come out, fix their gloves after every swing, like, shit like that, where they, they take advantage of it. I think that's I think that's a good thing for the pitch clock this year, then. Thank you. 
Sorry for that, everyone. Little mishap. But uh, where are we at? What are we talking about? I was talking like you were talking about the uh, the batters taking advantage of the timeouts. Like oh yeah, call call on time. I I just I don't know if you heard me. I just said about people taking advantage of. It. I think you should get like one time crap at. Because there are some people like they keep calling time. They go out and fix their gloves. You know. Where they, they swing and then they take five minutes to fix their gloves, spit in their bat, do shit like that. I mean, there's some people that do take advantage of it, but yeah, and I I like how the bases are bigger too. Like I definitely think that's gonna uh take the risk of injury off, obviously. Like the risk of injury down like those bases are small, dude. Like uh like like the bases before were small. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure like remember when well, we all know Machado did this on purpose. But, like, remember when Machado, yeah. when he the Dodgers stepped on that guy's ankle? Dude, like, mm. that base, like, the guy's the guy's ankle was really square in the middle of the base. And Machado literally, like, honestly, it looked like he did it on purpose. But, like, the guy's foot was in the straight middle of the back. So, yeah. like, if, if it wasn't on purpose, like, those bags were small. So, I definitely think that the, the bases bigger are definitely – a definitely uh like a safety hazard if you know what i'm trying to say not yeah. safety hazard but like it definitely helps the risk of not getting injured and i definitely mm-hmm. think a lot of people are going to steal more bags i definitely think because like i definitely think that with the bigger base like they're going to be able to like swim over tags and get the base easier and everything so like yeah i definitely think that this year a lot of runners are going to be on that yeah i mean i definitely think especially with the shift i think you know a lot more stealing bases, a lot more I don't I don't know. I mean I, I definitely think it's gonna be it's gonna be different this year seeing bigger bags, you know, no shift, shit like that. Yeah, I just definitely think that this year, like all the rule changes are gonna be very weird at the start of the year, but like once we get used to it, obviously like it's gonna like, it's just going to be, like, a second nature to us. But, like, I definitely like the shift being gone. Like, I definitely think that a lot of guys are going to have a really good averages. Like, I was talking to Stin about this. I definitely think Rizzo is going to be one of the best hitters in baseball this year just because that shift's gone. Because last year he was – he hit – I think he was, like, top five in most balls hit into the shifts. So, like, mm-hmm. I definitely think Rizzo is going to be a, a big, big key in that Yankees in that Yankees lineup this year. Yeah, I mean the shift being gone, I I had mixed feelings about it for a while. I mean, the shift's part of baseball. I mean, you got to play defensively a little bit, you know, saving runs, saving runs in big, you know, situations. But then you see some teams that have their entire uh, offense on one side of the field, or you have five guys in the outfield, like stuff like that. I mean, I always thought that was a little ridiculous, but. I mean, hey, you wanted to put all them guys in in uh, right field. They get a little blooper in the left. I mean, they're getting more than a couple bases out of it. Uh, all right. Now, uh, I have a question for you. So, since we're both uh, New York fans, I'm a Mets fan. You're a Yankees fan. I want to ask you, what do you expect that? Like, do you, what do you expect that Yankees this year? Like, do you think, obviously, like last year they lost. They lost second round, right? Because they had a buy first yeah. round, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Did they, they had a buy first round, correct? We – I don't remember. We played We played the Guardians, beat them, 
then played yeah, Nationals. Yeah, and you lost. played first round. Oh yeah, so you lost. You you lost in the second round. Yeah. So, like, I definitely think that the rotation of Rodon is you guys the best rotation in the league. Even with mm-hmm. Barrios being injured, I definitely think that you could you could put a number five in there. Like you could put uh, Domingo Yerman, I think his name is right. Or if you guys have him still, I don't know if you guys have him anymore. I think they but still if do. You, well, if you guys were have Domingo Yerman still, if you do, you could put him as your number five, which I definitely do think is still a good number five for you guys because when he when he came to City Field last year, don't get uh, he don't get me wrong, he had a really he had a pretty good start against us, but. Uh, I definitely think that with the addition of Rodon, like you guys honestly do have the top rotation in this league. And it hurts me to say this because I definitely think the Yank- uh, the Mets have the second best. But uh, Cole, Rodon, and Nestor are just – that's gross one, two, three. And especially when you have Severino too. Like one through four is just gone. Yeah, I mean one, one through four is – I mean, I, I I love it. I mean, they're, they're all great pitchers. I mean, they all come out and – pitch hard like you were saying about number five i mean there's there's a handful of guys in the rotation that i think you could put number five and they'll come out and do pretty well it all depends on what goes on with everybody else i mean this year i just getting rodone it that's gonna help us a lot it's gonna help with the rotation um you know you have like you were saying rizzo with the shift i think i think a lot of people are gonna get some more hits this year I just you gotta keep everybody off off injury. I know we're getting DJ back. If he can stay healthy this year, he's gonna be a big help. I know without him in the postseason for us last year, that really hurt. Um but yeah, I mean keep everybody healthy. I think I think we're gonna do pretty well this year. Uh, just gotta get past the Astros in the postseason. Uh obviously the offseason you guys were at the end of the year, obviously. Most of the fans, all the fans were worried about if Judge was going to come back or not. And there was that one scare. I know you were probably like, oh, my God, he's gone. When uh, the guy, John Heyman, I think his name was, he posted on Report ESPN everywhere that Judge was a giant. So, like, I'm sure, like, not, and obviously he's not. He's back on the Yankees. So, like, yeah. I definitely think, like, that was definitely those those eight minutes – was definitely like, oh my god, like I can't believe he's gone. But like, uh, definitely, I wanted to ask, like, what do you think? Like, are you confident in that lineup? Like, I know Aaron. Obviously, you got Judge coming back. You have the reigning AL MVP, the, like he's monster. But like, I definitely think that there are some holes in this lineup that could have gotten better. Like, I definitely think that uh, Iswaldo Cabrera. Don't get me wrong, hell of a stud. A stud on defense. Don't get me wrong, but his bat is a little iffy. Like I definitely think that there's some people on the Yankees lineup that are going to be a liability. Yeah, I mean, as well, the Cabrera, he he came up late last year. I mean, really played well. I I really liked having him up. I mean, he, defensively, like you said, he was he was phenomenal. His bat. I mean, one day he was he was crushing the ball, and there's the next day he couldn't do anything. And that's definitely something to work on. Grant, he is young. He was only in the league, you know, two months, two, three months. But I don't know. I mean, you could talk to talk to the Yankees fans. IKF and Donaldson, I think, are going to be the big problems this year. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, I know Glaber, Glaber looks a lot better this year. He put on some weight, put on some muscle. 
this they were saying, you know, at spring training, he's playing pretty well. If he can come back and play the way he's he was uh, a few years ago, I think I think it's gonna be nice. Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely think how you were saying with like Donaldson, IKF though. Like, I definitely think that their gloves definitely make up for the fact that their bats weren't the best last year. Like, IKF is one hell of a shortstop, in my opinion. Uh, Josh Donaldson still is a uh, top 15 third baseman in the league, in my opinion, as well. Top 10 even, maybe. So, like, I definitely think that these guys on the Yankees are going to have to, like, like I definitely think IKF and uh, Josh Donaldson are going to have to step up big in this lineup. But I definitely think, like, with, uh, well, obviously, you got Aaron Judge, you have Stanton, you have Rizzo, you have Torres. You have many good players that aren't are both good in the field and with the bat. So I definitely think that the Yankees are going to be one or two seed in the AL, obviously, because the Astros are. I think that it's honestly uh, in the AL for that one seed. It's going to be a fight. Like it's going to be a real dog fight for that one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now for the Mets, I wanted to talk about them for a little bit. Uh, I'm honestly, like, very confident in what we could do this year. Like, obviously, we got rid of the ground, but, like, we got we got the best – honestly, the best option we could have got getting rid of him, we got Verlander. 80, $86 million for two years is insane. Insane. But, like, keeping Nimmo was such a big thing. Like, I don't know if people, like, really – like that yeah, I don't, people, I don't think people really understand how big Nemo is for the Mets. Yeah. Like, like, he, like Nimmo, nobody really talks about him, but he really is one of the better players on the Mets right now. Yeah, like Nemo is – like I honestly was saying during the offseason, like signing Nemo is bigger than signing the Grom back. Because I honestly think I, – I thought that if we were to get rid of the Grom, we were, we were going to just get Sanga, and we were just going to have Scherzer as our ace. But I'd nev- I never would have thought. The, the Mets would have tried, would have got Verlander. So, mm-hmm. like, the Mets getting Verlander and Sanga honestly make up for the loss of the Grom. You got two pitchers, yeah. and you got two pitchers that you know are going to at least give you 10 starts. Yeah. And you got rid of a pitcher that you don't know what the hell he's going to do. So I definitely think that the Mets won that part, getting rid of the Grom and signing two good pitchers. And then re-signing Nimmo, like what you said, many people don't know what this guy does. The guy gets on base at an insane rate. Mm-hmm. He doesn't swing and miss at balls. It's like the guy is a monster. Like I definitely think that uh, Nimmo is a top five center fielder in, the, in this league. Like I think he's one of the best leadoffs in the league too. Like I definitely think that the Mets are going to be one of the top dogs in the National League. And I think that the Mets and Yankees are going to show this fucking league why New York runs Major League Baseball. Bad. Yeah. So I think anybody's touching New York. Yeah. I mean, all season at least. I mean, come postseason, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other can of worms. Yeah. So I definitely think that uh, you being Mets, um, Yankees fan, and me being Mets fan, like we have so much to look forward to. Or both of our teams have gone uh, better. Uh, drastically, in my opinion, like I definitely do think that th- that those Yankees are going to be real fucking good this year. Like Rodon is a monster, bat, and just adding him with court him with Colin Cortez. Like, yeah, I was saying about Volpe and uh, IKF, 
they had or not Volpe, Donaldson and IKF. I saw it was last night they had Volpe at spring training taking body crackers at IKF and them. If he would come up at some point this year, whether it's early, later in the year, I think Volpe coming at shortstop is going to be huge for the Yankees. He's one hell of a baseball player. I I can't wait to see him come up. Oh, I definitely agree with you. I definitely think Volpe just has that swagger in him. Like, I definitely, I think he can come into the league and be like a Wander Franco for his rookie year. Like, a lot of us, yeah. well, I, I don't think he's going to uh, uh, de- uh, decrease like Wander did, obviously, in his second year because uh, I think Volpe's one hell of a player. But watching Volpe, like, I, I've looked up Volpe's highlights and stuff. Like, the guy in the field, like, he's just so smooth with it. Like, you can tell, like, he's just a perfectionist. Like, he wants to do shit perfect. So, I definitely think that when he comes up to the Yankees, like, that uh, left side is going to be real good. If they were to move IKF to third and just use uh, Donaldson as time-to-time DH with Stanton or just leave Donaldson there, even with uh, Volpe there and just use uh, IKF as a, a day-to-day player as well. So, I definitely think Volpe, if he were to come up during the year or even at the start of the year, is going to be a really big help for the uh, Yankees, especially at, short, at shortstop, because this this kid could be the next Jeter, honestly. Like, this kid yeah. does real good. Yeah, I mean, his like you were saying, his defense, it's, you know, so smooth. He's so quick with it. But his bat, too, is really, really good. I mean, and I really like Dominguez, too. Bat. What was that? I like Dominguez a lot. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, de- I could definitely see Volpe coming up before Dominguez just because of how young Dominguez is yet. But, I mean, both both players are really showing why they deserve to be up on like in the show. But you can't bring them up too quick. But, you know, if you, if you have a spot for them, you know, you want to fit them in there, I definitely think they deserve it. Yeah, I definitely think that. Uh, both the Mets and Yankees also do have really good prospects coming up. Like you guys have Volpe Dominguez. I don't know if I haven't really heard if you guys have any like pitching prospects, but I know the Mets have like uh, Ronnie Mauricio, Mark Vientos, Brett Beatty, Francisco Alvarez. Like mm-hmm. the Mets, Yankees, I think are gonna have a pretty decent future as long as they could just make keep making the right decisions. Like I definitely do think the Mets are going to struggle at some point in the next five, six years if they don't win in the next two two years, two to three, because in those next yeah. five, they're going to be losing a bunch of people and we're going to be a rebuilding team bad. Like, we're going to be rebuilding. So I definitely think that in the next couple of years, like, I think the Yankees are going to be perfectly fine just because of the fact that they have Judge and, like, people are going to want to play with Aaron Judge and play in the Bronx. But, like, it's with the Mets, it's just such a different thing because, like, we were known as a team. We were known as bums a couple years ago. Like, after the after we lost the Royals in the World Series, we were we really didn't do much ex- until last year. So, yeah. last year, just uh, – we, we, I expected us to honestly – I didn't really expect us to – like, the beginning of last year, I knew that we were going to be good. Like, I was so happy. Like, it was going to be Lindor's first – full year with us like it was just gonna be so fun no second year with us so like it was just i thought it was just gonna be a year for like i thought we weren't i didn't i honestly didn't think we were making the playoffs i didn't think the mets were gonna win as many games as they were last year just for the fact that i knew degrom was gonna be injury prone but i knew scherzer would would help uh would help us like he did two points so like that's disgusting so like i definitely think 
that this coming year, like, I do think that, like, I'm saying this confidently as I could. Like, I really do think that this World Series is going to be the Mets versus the Yankees. Like, and it's not just because, like, I'm from New York and just because I want to see this. It's just because the fact that I really think that these two teams are probably one of the top five best teams in baseball. Yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, really- I think that's that's definitely a very big possibility. The biggest, the biggest key for the AL is just any team getting past the Astros. I mean, of course, obviously the Yankees World Series as well, but I mean, the biggest thing is just going to be getting past the Astros. It's the same thing for the NL, I think, because like I lauded like before, like every we all know, like the Dodgers were the powerhouse of the National League. They were the powerhouse, yeah. and it wasn't close. But now there's two powerhouses in the National. There's honestly like three. You got the Mets, you got the Braves, and you have the Padres. The Padres are looking disgusting this year. That lineup is looking gross. Like honestly, like. I said that confidently, but now that I'm thinking about it, like the National League and American League, like this whole league just literally took a whole turn. Like now teams are like all teams are decent, except like the athletics and the nationals. They're still dog shit. But like almost all teams in the league are pretty much like pretty much keep up with anyone. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a a lot of teams this this offseason – was were really good with picking up, you know, guys they needed. I mean, they a lot of big names signed this off season, but um, yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be fun to watch. Can't wait, can't wait for uh, regular season to start. Yeah, spring training well, too. But spring training starts in two days. The Mets play the uh, I, Mets play the Astros on Saturday. Actually, I forget who the Yankees play. I know they. I know they open up with the Giants on opening day, which is awesome. Uh, first game for the Yankees is Phillies, I think, for spring training. What day? I know they. I know the Mets play Saturday's first game. Yeah, Saturday. Well, is that all you got for today? Yeah. I mean, I think we hit everything pretty well. All right, guys. That is episode nine of The Baseline. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, we got Cat next week. And thank you guys for watching. Peace.